It's just loading. Um, fab, we are live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Online Events Made Simple. I'm your host, Rianne Berry, and I'm the Marketing and Events Manager here at EventMind. And today I'm joined with the lovely Emma Barr. Emma, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you very much, Rianne. I'm, I'm Emma Barr. I'm the Events and Training Advisor for the Royal College of Midwives. Um, when I'm not home working, um, we're based up in London. So it's been quite weird yeah. yeah, we were just talking about this, how you normally commute from Brighton, which I still think is a bit crazy. I could never do that, but good for you. Um, and for people listening, I'm sure they've heard of RCM, but explain a bit more about what you do. And we were just saying, is it an association? Is it a company, an organisation? <laughs> explain a bit more about what that is. Of course. So the Royal College of Midwives, uh, we're a membership body um, for a lot of, well, most midwives across the UK. And also we're a membership body for our maternity support workers mm. um, which is quite fascinating we've um, got a really high membership uh, which yeah. is really really good and we've seen it increase in the last year which is even better um, we so we for myself I um, produce the training courses and help with the conferences so we ha usually have in normal times a big 3,000 person conference wow. a year um, held somewhere around the country and then we also have an additional three or four conferences throughout the year. Um, and on top of that, we do residential training mm. um, throughout the year as well. So it's busy. <laughs> a very, very busy schedule. It's about 80 to 90 events a year we wow. manage. That is a lot. I mean, I'm just organizing like two events at the moment and that's enough. <laughs> I could never do 90. <laughs> that's amazing. But obviously the past year, like you said, in normal circumstances, you'd have like a nice 3000 people conference, which, you know, they've not been able to happen as such. How have you found this past year um, as an association? I guess it's it's been a bit of a tricky one, I think. It has. It's been it's I mean, to be honest, when we went into lockdown, uh, so last March, was quite weird because we'd held uh, two conferences back to back in Leeds and yeah. those were our last two face-to-face -face events and we kind of knew at that point it was going to be the last one yeah um, so that was that was strange and then to be plunged into it was equally bizarre for us and then um, we had the whole thing of well how do we switch this virtual but not only that obviously 90 percent of our membership are key workers so we had to be really aware of we can't put on too many events because they're not going to be able to attend and we need yeah. to support them as much as possible. So we did kind of have a little bit of a lull, which gave us the time to think about how do we want to turn our events virtual? Yeah. And what's the best platform? Because obviously with so many platforms at the beginning showing up, it's like, how do we do this? How can we help the NHS the best to produce short, very short events so they can keep their learning up? But at the same time, you know, they're relevant was really important for us and not yeah. to take too much time away from if they did get a day off or they did have a couple of hours free time we didn't want them to be have to be watching us talking about things we wanted them to be able to have that downtime which is very very important for our midwives and msws yeah no definitely and i mean especially like you said you work with key workers which must be even more tricky i think one hurdle is kind of coming across the virtual event trying to figure that out but then the other hurdle for you is finding time that people actually want to attend or have the time to attend as well so that must have been pretty tricky for you it has we, we listened a lot to what they said and we did talk to them like do you want events and after sort of the initial influx of everything that happened they were like well actually we do want to talk and we want to talk about yeah. what's happening to us so quite a lot of our initial events were around a big campaign the RCM runs which is caring for you Mm. Um, which is all about their health and well-being and everything so we were sharing ideas 
from different branches around the UK going, well, look, this is what this branch is doing to help their workers. And this is what that branch is doing. Yeah. And we were so lucky. So many businesses and members of the public donated. So we had lots of hand cream being sent to our midwives and Amazing. drinks. I mean, Easter last year, the photos were incredible. All these gifts of chocolates and oh, fruit amazing. and veggies, all this kind of stuff was so wonderful. And it was it was lovely to see and be a part of that and just helping out our members to do those events. Yeah, because that was really key. It was like you've got to socially distance, but we'll help you with the platforms. We'll teach you to use Zoom or Microsoft Teams and all these different types of things, so that they could hold an effective event while we sort of stood in the background and and watched. And it was yeah, really wonderful. Them on. <laughs> yes, and you touched on the platform, which everyone that we we speak to who's an event organizer have said. It's tricky. There's so many on the market. I think now there's pushing probably 400. I mean, how did you find the platforms that worked best for your events? Because I'm sure you went on quite a few demos. You did your research. Yeah, we did a lot of research. We kind of thought, well, the most important thing for us was how easy is it for our members? It yeah. wasn't about how easy it was for us. It's our members. Because we, we talked to so many of them and a lot of them were talking to us, sitting in a car park, on a hospital you know watching an event and we're like well okay whatever happens our event has to be able to be watched on a phone anywhere yeah. in the uk because that's how they're consuming those uh, events yeah. so that was the number one kind of lead for us um and then it was about being able to engage and that wasn't about chat rooms and stuff they love to talk in a session i mean when it's live we spend a lot of our sessions going Shh. <laughs> but now they could talk to their heart's content and that was that's what was good so because it shows the engagements there as well like that's yes. the number one engagement key if people yes. are talking they're not not listening are they no exactly i mean as we've gone on a lot of our you know our thing criteria have changed at the beginning it was just typing and now we're like no whatever platform we use has got to have emojis yeah because they love <laughs> just being able to like something or put a smiley face or or whatever it is and for them obviously if they're coming in from their lunch break and they're just watching a half an hour session mm. they love being able to just quickly respond to something one of our speakers is saying and you know yeah. a quick emoji is the quick, easiest way to do that rather than typing a long sentence about whatever yeah. it is they want to say. <laughs> that's super interesting to hear it from your perspective where you've really really listened to your audience which I think is so key like you said if if there was no emojis, for example, would they really leave a comment? Would they really get involved because they don't have the time? It's an interesting one, I think. And I mean, there's so many platforms, so it must have been tricky. And um, yeah, it must have been tricky. What's the kind of feedback you've had from your actual event um, attendees? Have they kind of enjoyed the virtual event aspect or are they waiting to go back to live or? Well, I mean, they all want to come back to live. I think midwives are the most sociable people you've ever met. <laughs> they love it they love coming together and talking and obviously when we go back to face-to-face -face events we're already building in actually our network time is going to have to be longer because they want to catch up they want to talk yeah. to their friends from scotland or you know devon or wherever it is around the uk yeah um so that is there but there's also the part that our feedback has been amazing and That's we've really engaged with people from the shetland islands down to the isle of guernsey and you know isle of man everywhere which we've never seen before yeah, so some of the members we've never had contact with are coming in to watch a virtual event. And that's okay. been absolutely amazing. And we've had a lot of people saying thank you, because for the first time ever, they've been able to attend a conference. Yeah, because there's not the costs around it. There's not the childcare, the hotel, the train, the food and all of that. They can actually just jump in in the middle of their shift, watch a session and go away and then come back and watch the rest later. Yeah, definitely. So there's definitely got to be an element of that going forwards. 
That's yeah, that's really interesting, actually. And I think that's one of the main benefits, I would say, of virtual events, being able to yeah. just log on. You don't need to be dressed. You could wear your pajamas <laughs> or like you said, you could be on shift and just be able to quickly log on, have a little look which I think that's super interesting. Um, and you touched on engagement previously about everyone loves to have a chat. <laughs> what engagement kind of tactics was key to you? So obviously you mentioned about wanting to be able to um, speak with others and the emojis. Um, what other things was kind of crucial to, to you? Were you interested in kind of Q and A's or not so much? We did, we've, we've used Q and A's a lot. One of the things they seem to react to the most are polls. Yeah. So if you're talking and you just put them up as they're going, they tend to, to vote on different stuff and it can be mm. anything to be honest yeah. with you and they love that because they get the real-time feedback yeah um in one of our last conferences on our research conference one of the um uh, lecturers asked a question to close just put it in the chat while we're talking what's what's the most important research topic for you and we had such an amazing conversation going and That's we've now really given that back to the lecture they can take away and do something so i think that real-time engagement is really really key but for us, we've also, for some of our conferences, managed to give out a little gift in advance. Amazing. So um, for our activists, for their conference last year, we sent out like a little goodie bag with some tea and some coffee and a little biscuit and a card. And actually, the thanks we got from that and the, the feedback was really, really good. And we've carried on doing that with some of our smaller events just to get yeah. them drawn in before we start. Yeah getting them engaged with us and talking admittedly a lot of the chocolate seems to have gone to the kids <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that's super interesting actually because at event mine we recently wrote a blog on corporate gifting and there is so much proven stats out there that show that if you do give them beforehand or even just provide them like you said with some chocolate or something nice that you know they're going to use it almost builds up the suspense like oh i can't not attend now <laughs> And I think that's lovely. You're choosing gifts as well, which are going to be used because obviously sustainability is such a big thing. And I mean, you're not going to throw out some chocolate, are you? Like you said, you'll give it to no. your kid or pass it on. Yeah, we've, we've tried to be sustainable and where possible, we've tried to source everything as local as we can to the event. So yeah. we'll go to a local business and go, can you help us source this rather than one of the big corporate companies, which don't get me wrong, are amazing. But it's nice to be able to say, right, well, we're in Cardiff. Can a business in Cardiff help us out? Or can yeah. Help us out, and that's really important. I think at these difficult times, definitely, yeah. And obviously, you touched on the members enjoying the virtual events. What do you think is going to happen in future? Do you think that you're going to keep the virtual aspect just purely to be able to kind of communicate with everyone, or do you think you're just going to go back to live? How how do you see that whenever things do actually go back to normal? There's certainly um, so for we hold um, training courses for our activists throughout the year. There's certainly going to be a, a big virtual element. Because for one region alone, you're looking at the whole of the southwest of England. Well, if you think that's from Cornwall all the way up to like Portsmouth, that's a yeah. massive area. So there will be definitely virtual events held and then we'll do like one or two, you know, face to face throughout the year. The rest of them, we're looking obviously at hybrid and it's going to be interesting to see how some of the bigger events cope with that hybrid approach in yeah. the next few months. But I think there's also that there's still the fear of, you know, how do you run an exhibition? effectively in yeah. social distancing and making sure everyone's comfortable as well not yeah. just you know the attendees but also all the staff that've got to be on site and all of that and how does that work yeah um is really key because you know the exhibitions we used to go to are amazing but you're like shoulder to shoulder with everybody and like no one's going to want to do that going I think forward. that now that that was actually like allowed it's so weird isn't it it's like when I think back to music festivals I'm like wow did I really enjoy that atmosphere <laughs> exactly it's yes. so weird but no that's super interesting I think it's I mean it's definitely shown to you that you can 
you know, communicate with different people that are completely, you've maybe never spoke to before. Um, I think in that aspect, it's good. What kind of challenges did you face? Because I'm sure that you faced a few. Um, was was engagement ever a concern or did you come yeah, engagement, Yeah, engagement is a concern. I think for us, it was the shock of how late people book for online, for virtual yeah. event is a really, you kind of have to be like, no, sit on your hands, they're going to book, you know they're going to book. But yeah. I mean, obviously, conferences you used to get booked up two months in advance. Now you could be a week out and still have 30. And yeah, then the last yeah. few days, you'll get 200 people book. Um, and I think for us, because all of ours are shift workers, it's, it's waiting to see, you know, whether they're going to book and if they can book. And obviously, we're looking at when the lockdowns happen and when they're not happening. And if there's a rise in X, then we need to make sure, you know, that that can, can work with our events. Um, so that's been a big hurdle. The other one, I think, has really been just training up staff uh, to run the tech side of it. Because mm. you've had to train people virtually, that's a, a massive ask. Yeah. Even the new system go, right, you need to train this. Because normally you'd sit over someone's shoulder or next to them while they moved around the different aspects. Whereas I've trained ev myself and everything and then had to train a whole team about how to use different platforms. Yeah, so different. <laughs> massive challenge um, yeah every event professional right now it definitely sounds like you're doing very well and the engagement your members are clearly really engaged and enjoying it so that's always a good sign um what advice would you have for any event organ organizers out there who might still be kind of apprehensive or have concerns what advice do you wish was out there when you kind of well you took your events online you were forced to take your events online don't be afraid to ask questions yeah I mean I've got I would sit on a really amazing group of Royal Colleges event managers and we literally just worked off each other asking questions all the time and no one I've met has not wanted to share what's going on or show me yeah. their platforms I mean most of my demos haven't been with the companies they've been with people who are actually physically using the platform amazing so I think that's better because you can feel your way around the platform rather than what the salesperson wants to show you um, so yeah, don't ever be afraid to ask questions and join, you know, groups on LinkedIn or wherever you can, yeah. because they've got a lot of information. And I've been so fortunate this last year, I've been part of the Fast Forward 15. Yes, uh, group, I've heard of this. Everyone, yeah, it sounds fantastic. great. Fantastic. Um, so Faye Sharp, she she runs the mentor program, and I've working with 15 amazing women. Um, we've all been through the bizarrest of years you can ever imagine. Yeah. We've never met face to face ever. Uh, and we're about to design, well, we're in the process of about to launch our virtual fashion show. Amazing. On the 20th of May to raise money for New Life. That's really um, So, yeah, working off them and, you know, just asking questions because they've all got different expertise and different ideas. And, yeah, get yourself a mentor. That's a really good thing, I would say, to anybody out there. I think that's a really good point. And so many people are talking about Fast Forward 15. So I think it definitely is something worth checking out, something I wish was around when I had graduated and just needed a bit more guidance. Um, I think that sounds fab. And, and I know you just touched back on the platform. We have actually brought out for those listening, Dashboard the Directory, which is a free um, directory for event organizers to access who might kind of be stuck of research, fed up of kind of going on demos. So, you know, it's a one-stop solution that you can visit just to kind of see what platforms are out there. So definitely check that out. I'll leave the link in the comments. But Emma, where can everyone come and find you if they'd like to ask you some questions? I'm sure they will. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook. Come, come and uh, speak to me on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter under, I think it's Emma, at Emma RCM. I believe it's my um, my handle for both of them. Or please, uh, you know, drop me an email. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants to um, about what I've learned over the past year. And absolutely, as Rihanna just said, if you ever want to, to learn more about Fast 15, go to the website because that's one of the biggest um, things that's helped me this year and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, there's been so much feedback about it that it just shows that like, the proof is of the pudding. Everyone's talking about it. So, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it from the kind of feedback I've had from people as well. Um, Emma, it's been so lovely speaking to you. I could speak for so much longer, but I know we're all super busy. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely speaking to you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in live. And if you're watching on demand and you've got any questions, then feel free to pop me um, a little chat in the comments or pop me an email at rian at eventmindpro.com and we'll see you all next time.